0: Today is Friday, May 7th, 2021. On this day in 1896, the con man and convicted murderer, most commonly known as H.H. Holmes, was executed for the murder of his associate, Benjamin Peitzel. While he was convicted only of this one killing, he was suspected in up to 200 other disappearances and deaths. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of this case, listener discretion is advised. This episode includes discussions of murder and capital punishment that some people may find offensive. We advise extreme caution for children under 13. Today we're discussing the execution of Herman Webster Mudgett, known by many aliases, but most famously, H.H. Holmes. Let's go back to Philadelphia's Moyamensing Prison on the morning of May 7th, 1896. 34-year-old prisoner H.H. H. Holmes woke in his cell at 6 a.m. after having slept soundly through the night. Despite this being the morning of his scheduled execution, his slumber hadn't been plagued by nightmares or sleeplessness. In fact, the prison guards had to try twice to rouse him. Once they got him up, Holmes dressed for the day ahead, putting on a dapper outfit of trousers, a vest, and a coat described as having a pepper-and-salt effect. At 9 a.m., two reverends met with him to administer the sacrament. They stayed with the prisoner in his cell for two hours. Next, he met with his lawyer to discuss settling his affairs. During this meeting, Holmes had a breakfast of eggs, toast, and coffee. At 10 a.m., the doors to a long hallway swung open. At the other side was the eight-foot-high, dark-green gallows of Moyamensing Prison. All who were there to witness the sentence walked through first to gather at the execution site. Then the prison superintendent and the sheriff followed. Finally, after what was described as painful suspense, Holmes emerged and took his place on the platform. As the spectators watched, Holmes stepped forward and deliberately delivered his last words. He recanted his self-penned confession, called Holmes Confesses 27 Murders, which was published in the Philadelphia Inquirer a few weeks before. Despite being condemned to death for the slaying of his lackey Benjamin Peitzel and suspected in the killings of three of Peitzel's children, he now denied any responsibility for those murders. Instead, Holmes only admitted to the death of two women, Julia Connor and Emmeline Sigrand, due to what he called criminal operations. Many believe he was referring to botched abortions. He then stepped back and knelt between the two reverends and joined them in silent prayer. After that, he stood back up, officiously shook hands with everyone, and said he was ready. Holmes then surprised everyone by coolly reassuring the assistant superintendent, who seemed nervous while handcuffing and hooding the prisoner. Holmes said, take your time, don't bungle it. The trap of the gallows was sprung at 10.12 a.m., and Holmes was pronounced dead by prison officials. The San Francisco call described the hanging saying that Holmes convulsed and twitched for about 10 minutes on the rope. Despite those details, the prison physician stated that Holmes didn't suffer at all after the drop. At 10.45 a.m., the body was cut down and laid on a stretcher, which was wheeled out into the prison yard. From there, the undertaker conveyed the corpse in his wagon, ridden by two armed Pinkerton detectives, to Holy Cross Roman Catholic Cemetery, where Holmes was interred in Section 15, Range 10, Lot 41, in Graves 3 and 4. His remains needed the space of two grave plots. Even though Holmes was not a large man, the coffin itself was deeper and wider than most, and other details of his interment were also unusual. Before burial, Holmes's body was removed from his coffin so cement could be poured into the interior. After the body was replaced inside, cement was also poured on top. The men used ropes and straps to lower the heavy box 10 feet down and then placed a smaller empty decoy coffin on top. Then they dumped in more cement before filling the grave in with dirt. Reportedly, Holmes had prearranged for this treatment, believing it would deter grave robbers. This was ironic considering Holmes was suspected of disposing of victims' bodies by having them defleshed and skeletonized by a man he referred to as his stiff dealer. The remains were then sold to museums and medical schools for anatomy instruction. However, some believe Holmes went through such an elaborate burial to conceal that it wasn't actually him who was in the strange grave. It's rumored that Holmes, a consummate con man and swindler, might have managed to escape his execution by having someone else hung and buried in his place. Up next, we'll hear more about rumors and theories about Holmes's life And death. Wayne Simmons spent 27 years undercover for the CIA. When he retired from spy work, he got a big break. Terrorism analyst on Fox News. Then he met Kent Clisby. So I'm a real CIA guy. This is total nonsense. I'm Alex French, and I'm here to figure out who's telling the truth. Was Wayne Simmons a spy, or was he nothing but a con man? Imposters is a Spotify original from Parcast and premieres Monday, May 3rd. Follow and listen exclusively on Spotify. Now back to the story. On May 7, 1896, a man known as murderer H.H. Holmes was hanged by the neck until dead at Philadelphia's Moya Mensing Prison. But was he? It's hard to know what to think because Holmes never told the truth about anything. He even claimed in his published confession that he'd killed several people who later turned out to be alive and well. He was either one of the world's most prolific serial killers or an amoral grifter who murdered a few people along the way. It's not that difficult to believe that after a lifetime of swindles and cons that he could have found a way to escape his death sentence. And there are bizarre elements to his story, in addition to the unusual conditions of the body's burial. For one, Holmes made sure to include in his published confession that he believed his physical appearance was changing. He cataloged differences in the size and shape of his head, his nose, and the lengths of his arms and legs. He wrote of a, quote, most malevolent distortion of one side of my face and of one eye, so marked and terrible that that side of my face is marked by a deep line of crime and being that of a devil. Even weirder, in an article in the Journal of the American Medical Association, Dr. Eugene S. Talbot wrote his own observations regarding Holmes's changing appearance. He stated that he made a thorough physical examination of the prisoner on January 30th, 1896, a few months before the execution. But after seeing more recent images of Holmes in the papers and his published confession, Talbot said the pictures didn't match with what Holmes looked like earlier that year. Whether the man who was executed actually was H.H. Holmes, suspected of gruesomely murdering anywhere between two and two hundred people, or if he perhaps swapped places with someone else is a mystery. Some thought he might have fled to South America. One person who firmly believes that Holmes faked his execution and escaped with his life is his great-great-grandson, Jeff Mudgett. Mudgett arranged for his infamous relative's body to be exhumed and tested by researchers from the Penn Museum. After testing, the researchers claimed they were able to determine that the remains definitely belonged to a relative of Jeff Mudgett. Also, the teeth matched up with dental casts that were reportedly done on homes by Dr. Talbot and published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. And yet, Mudgett is still skeptical that they were his grandfather's remains. The teeth did match with the casts taken at the time, but Mudgett points out that there was no chain of custody to prove that the casts were definitely taken from homes. Mudgett also claims that there's evidence the dental casts were taken from a cadaver rather than a live prisoner. Another discrepancy Mudgett notes is that the skeleton exhumed was much too short to have been his great-great-grandfather, Oddly, it also didn't show any damage to the vertebrae that could be expected from an execution by hanging. The most likely story is that Herman Mudgett, AKA H.H. Holmes, did meet his death on the gallows on that May 7th. But there are enough unusual factors and inconsistencies to make you wonder if he didn't manage to pull one final scam. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more on H.H. Holmes, check out the Spotify original from ParCast, Serial Killers. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other Spotify originals from ParCast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from ParCast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Trent Williamson, Carly Madden, and Bruce Katovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Christine Colby, with writing assistance by Terrell Wells and Alex Benedon, and fact checking by Cheyenne Lopez. I'm Vanessa Richardson.